Hello everybody and welcome to episode 103 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and welcome to Retroshock News alongside... Hi, it's Chris Vint. Why is... How are we lining these recording sessions up? From the 5th of May 2011, episode 30 of Operation Retroshock heading your way this Sunday. We try to cover them all. Awful pun, but we are discussing Pokemon. There's something quite peculiar about that, that all these are just lining up perfectly. Yeah, but the thing with episode 30 and the thing with this 103 is that episode 103 should be entitled episode 100 and rant because I have something that I really want to rant about and then towards the end of the show we're going to have a certain trailer which we've enjoyed but there's a certain aspect of this we really need to rant about. It's going to be our grinding our gears. Yes, or Just if you follow me on uh, YouTube, Ventomania, uh, I did a section called Venting with Vent where I would go through things like whenever um, like whenever we were trying to get uh, VIP tickets for WrestleMania mm-hmm. and we couldn't, that should have been the first episode, but there was things to do with if you're sending a comic, don't send it in this flimsy thing, send it in the proper mailer and things like that. But yes, this will be uh, an episode where we vent our frustration at things that have really yeah ticked us off yes yes i could have my version of venting with vent but it probably wouldn't be suitable for children peed off price <laughs> true yeah our problems <laughs> with price would be like the pg version that's of pg it. yeah yeah um but yes going forward everybody uh a bit of housekeeping so as you'll all have been quite obviously aware if you've been listening uh across the last month we have put out a show every single week that wasn't the initial plan when we came back. No. This always this this I knew when, this would happen. Whenever we started, it was always like we'll do one every few weeks and then it was like we'll do it monthly and then it was every two weeks and then it was every week and I was like uh, And I think now we're in such a kind of rule and we've got things figured out in our head that we can probably make a weekly thing happen. Try to, yeah. Try at least. Yeah. Now things may come up in life and that may cause the schedule to bump back a week or whatever or two. You never know what might happen. But yes, going forward <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. We are gonna try and have a show out with you every week now, folks. Now what that does mean and I do genuinely mean this this time <laughs> that these shows will not be as long every week as what you've expected on our kind of every fortnight to Americans, that's every two weeks uh, show schedule. You were getting still the kind of of old age retro shock when it was two odd hours, yada yada yada. This is going to work slightly different. The way it's going to work is one week you're going to get a retro shock news show, and the following week you're going to get a specific topic of yeah. a show. So. Be it a movie, be it video game, be it comics, be it whatever, there will be that switching back and forth. Now, say there isn't much comes out in the news in a certain period of time. Now, in the realm that we deal with in terms of pop culture, that's probably unlikely. But if something, you know, if it's going to be a quiet time and there's not much news, we'll come up with something to replace the Retroshock news. Fake news! (laughs) But it is going to be quite obvious for you in your feeds now going forward what show is what bar obviously reading the title you know that's easy enough but you've seen of course this isn't something we really talked too much about in the last couple of episodes with avengers but of course we have a new logo mm-hmm, yes nice shiny and new for the episode 100 crossover um alan didn't like my one it was just me drawing matchstick man and i said rubber shot in the middle and he was just like nope i don't th- i don't think it was up to scratch to be honest i thought it was sublime <laughs> it should be in uh what is it 
the Louvre Schwer in France. Louvre, probably, that's what <laughs> yeah. you're thinking. <laughs> but yes, uh, I actually, when going through and creating the new logo, uh, created two different versions of the logo. The one that you see floating about in the ether, now on Twitter, on Facebook, all those different places. The black background with the mainly yellow logo. There was an alternative where I flipped the color scheme. So going forward, if you see the yellow background with a black logo, that's going to be Retroshock News. And if you see the black background with the yellow logo, then you know it's a main episode for a certain topic. So what's coming up next week, Chris? Uh, next week we are, since we've been in the Marvel Universe and stuff, we're going to discuss what kind of happened before Iron Man, which was Blade. Um, so we're going to talk about Blade and we're not really going to discuss the the other two films. We may just touch on them briefly, but we're going to just basically talk about the film that had Wesley Snipes in it and just um, go over some stuff to do with that. So, and his sword skills. Yes, exactly. And tax returns. <laughs> um, Shall we dive straight in here then? Yes. Yeah, okay. Do you want to lead out or will I lead out? You go. I will lead out yeah. then. Kind of probably apt that we kick off with this, and it's going to be Avengers news. Oh wow! <laughs> what a shock! So did I'm it just bomb going, at the box office? Is that what happened? I'm afraid it did. It's, yeah. We're not going to get any sequels going forward. I heard here, so and holograms actually did better than the Avengers did. But uh, this article I've got all this information from is from the Hollywood Reporter, so I'm just going to read you a little excerpt <laughs> Fake from <news>. it. <laughs> Uh, Disney and Marvel's Avengers Infinity War has crossed the $1 billion mark at the worldwide box office faster than any film in history. Infinity War finished Friday with a worldwide total of $974.5 million. So as we record this, you know, today pretty much. Including $369.7 million in North America. Um, the rest obviously being made up of the international box office. Beat... As we thought it might just do, mm-hmm. The Force Awakens yeah. on its opening weekend. Force Awakens was two hundred forty-eight million. I think it actually ended up with about two hundred fifty-eight million, so it got about ten million over. You kind of have to give it that sort of ten percent discrepancy. International total overall at the moment is six hundred four point eight million dollars. So eleven days, and please bear in mind, it hasn't even opened in China yet. Wow. So between. If you think of it right, yes, technically, you could argue that The Last Jedi is a 2017 movie. It came out pretty much the week of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So most of its business, bar those first few days, was done in 2018. Yeah. So between Last Jedi and Black Panther, you're talking the guts of $4 billion Disney has made mm-hmm. in the opening few months of 2018. Avengers has come in and posted one billion in its first sort of ten days, eleven days of release, and that's with a three hundred million investment. That's like you just going to Vegas and going, "I'll put three hundred million on that." There you go. There's one billion. It's the surest bet ever. Yeah, exactly. The surest bet yeah. ever. Um, very likely, then we're going to see this creep towards the two billion mark. I'd say Force Awakens ended up two point five. I don't see it reaching that. I don't know about you. Um, Force Awakens didn't have as much competition. And it's long run, mm-hmm. really. You think of it because again, that sort of Christmas period, there was nothing really wanting to well, get in its way. Pull out in like six days or well, something. This, this is the thing, is, and I think this is part of their thoughts towards them having put it back a week, not mm-hmm. back a week, forward a week, 
yeah, yeah. Four, yeah. releasing it earlier yeah take it at that came back a week in the calendar is what you they mean? gave himself yeah. three weeks between it was it it and deadpool or it and solo something like that anyway i think deadpool's in the next week or so yeah. but that extra week is going to probably prove fairly crucial mm-hmm. so it is we'll come back and talk about solo and my other news stories but i think it is with the likes of deadpool and solo coming out in the coming weeks that i'm not going to say it's going to cause it to grind to a halt but i think that will probably at least impact it enough it's like whenever say god of war came out and god of war did exceptionally well but you always have that first week where sales are really really hot and then it always drops off a couple of weeks after but it's the same with this as much as people are going and seeing like three or four times whenever something new like a deadpool or to a degree solo comes out there'll be there's something new that i haven't seen yet i want to go and see that yeah and then I'll go and see that and see if the pennies rather than seeing Infinity War. Yeah. Again. Um, like Solo, like Deadpool, I'm quite excited to see. Um, it's, you know, it's nothing that I'll go like, oh, I want to go and see a Midnight Show or whatever. But whenever I have a free slot to go and see it, I'll go and see it then. But, um, you know, because of the first one did so well and the first one was such an unexpected hit because... Like we said before, they had the Fantastic Four, and before that even came out, they had lined up a Fantastic Four sequel, and they just did Deadpool, and obviously Fantastic Four bombed, and Deadpool did so well, they flipped it round, yeah. and then Deadpool got a sequel, and Fantastic Four was kind of right here, lift Done. up the carpet, sweep that under, never lift that up, because that was just... Never lift it up crap, unless... Crap this Fox merger goes through yeah. and Marvel properly gets yeah, their hands on uh, it. No, <laughs> put that away. We don't want that. I think there would be a good chance you'll see Fantastic Four again under the ha- in the hands of actual Marvel Marvel. Yeah, so I hope so. Will. Because look um, at what happened whenever Marvel were involved with Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, you know, before that, it was just like, right, okay, let's try Spider-Man. Oh, that's no, not working. Let's try another Spider-Man. Oh, that's no, not working. And then you kind of look at what the kind of the... F- I'm not going to say first trailer. But, well, the first trailer that you see Venom proper, that's mm. more... Sony on their own again. Yeah. And you can already feel the difference. Now, yes, Venom's a completely different mm-hmm. thing to Spider-Man. Yeah. But you can already see the difference where there's like there's a shot in that trailer where he goes up over a jump, gets chucked off the motorbike, and like the Venom tendrils shoot yeah. out of him and pull him back onto the yeah. motorbike. And you're like, I don't think Marvel would have <laughs> went for that shot because no. it just looks a bit... Mm. Yeah. You know, like... You take that shot and you're kind of smite, analysing a trailer far too much. Tendrils come out of his body, like his chest. Mm-hmm. Whereas if Marvel were looking at that, they'd either A, not do the shot, because yeah. it looks funky. Or they'd say, well, would it not be more logical for the tendrils to like, come out of his arm? Yeah. Whereas it just looks freaky going out yeah, of his stomach. It is a bit strange. But yeah, back to you know the topic at hand with Avengers. It's ridiculous. It is actually ridiculous. In a good way. Oh, aye, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um... And it was nice to see the... Did you see the little graphic that uh, Star Wars sent to them? Yes, like the... Signed by Kathy and all, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those little things are great. And I saw a few people posting like the ones that have happened down the years. Mm -hmm. And there was one off... And I was like, hmm, I'm not sure that would fly nowadays. Uh, There was one that George Lucas sent to James Cameron when Titanic got the absolute overall biggest box office in history. And it's the Titanic at a 45 degree angle sinking but on the titanic is like jabba the hut and all these star wars characters and it's like you know congrats jim from george and stuff and i'm like mm, 
Well, if you put jab on the hut, on it, you know, like it might it might, re- it might yeah. bounce it again. It might bounce it out, yeah. But yeah, it's just like one of those things in the world we live in now. You're like, mm, don't think that would fly. No, or seal. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Um, again, I don't think we're going to see it hit the levels of the Force Awakens long term, but. It's still going to do a pretty good job for Disney, I'd say, by the end. Disney will have made the guts of five million out of three movies. Have you, and they still have Solo to come. Have you already pre-ordered your Blu-ray of it? Sorry, not five million, five billion, by the way. Uh, no. Oh, I've already pre-ordered mine. I think that's what the thing is that whenever you see that, whenever you go and see a film, you know, like, oh, right, okay, I want to pre-order it now. I want to <laughs> see it, you know, like because that's the thing is that that for me could be like the Star Wars. That could be one of the biggest selling you know blu-ray releases because like a load of people will be like i want to oh, see absolutely. that you know like and this is the combination of everything like we've talked about but have you got to see it again yet no no i have a second time and i remember i mentioned in my review whether the score might change or yeah. what i'd say it probably has creeped up to a nine okay so i was sort of eating a bit at the mm. time it has creeped up to a nine again i just think that there's been a lot of complaints with folks from where I've read. They're like, oh, there's no, you can't feel any emotional connection and yada yada, and there's no backstory. And then I'm like, but what about those 10 years of movies yeah. that have kind of built there's it? There's movies With beforehand. all these characters. Yeah. yeah. Stories. Yeah, that's just. Get over yourself, folks. Yeah, that's somebody who doesn't know their Marvel Universe from. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you lead in. Okay. To the next I'm, topic. I'm not going to do my rant because I'm going to do that last before we go into Ant Man so we can get on a good tangent. So rants spe- everywhere. Speaking of Marvel, um, to do with the Marvel Black Widow movie, um, has met over sixty-five directing candidates and is searching for female directors to take the helm. So it says here, Variety reporter Justin Kroll just revealed that Marvel Studios has met with over sixty-five directors for the directing job in this movie. Um, it just says beyond the summer of 2019 Marvel Studios being tight lipped about the future so as to not ruin the suspense of those who survived the culmination of era of Marvel movies but one project that we know is in development is a solo outing for Natasha Romanoff aka Black Widows fans have wanted the shield age and played by Scarlett Johansson to get her own movie for years and Marvel appears to be finally giving her a chance as they look for a female director to get behind the camera to make it happen it just says um, Marvel Studios has been looking for a director to break its glass ceiling with Black Widow and has been meeting with filmmakers such as Dinez Gamze Urgiven, the Turkish movie Mustang. Way to, way to butcher that, Chris. <laughs> Chloe Zaho, uh, United Colors. The ser- that search is still ongoing, according to sources. So I'll admit nobody I've heard unless I'm no. mishearing what you're saying just in says, terms like, of people. It just says about other people there and it's not somebody that we've really heard of but we're still not sure if black widow movie would be a prequel perhaps focusing on missions he went on with hawkeye or perhaps her first encounter with the winter soldier or if the movie would take black widow on another adventure set in the present marvel universe timeline we likely won't hear anything on that front until after avengers 4 so buckle up for a good year of patiently waiting i'm going to say two things okay number one it 100% needs to be a female director. Yes. There's no if ands or at, maybes with that. You look at how good Wonder Woman was with a female director. Yeah. Like, if it was at all possible, I'd be getting Patty Jenkins in to do this movie. That's not going to be possible at all, because DC will have her locked up in a tight contract yeah. with loads of money. You can dream, though. Uh, but number two, for me, this has to be a prequel. Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. I want to see her at... I'm not saying uh, she's not... 
badass now because she quite clearly is if you've been been in scene avengers you will know that there's mm. key scenes i'm going to try and keep this as spoiler free yeah. as possible just in case people have had to jump the spoiler episode and things um but there are key scenes multiple scenes in avengers where she just kicks ass um but for me that era where like she is black widow yeah like where she's not maybe as far departed from properly working for Russia and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I would absolutely be like, yes, please, thank you, take that, and the whole possibility of Hawkeye in that as well. Yeah. Because I think, wasn't the whole story was that he was after her or something like that originally? He was assigned to maybe take her out Yeah, or because that, like that was, like, in Avengers, whenever he says, like, this reminds me of Bucharest or whatever, you and I remember Bucharest very differently. Yeah. And then whenever he's firing the arrows, but... It could even be set before Iron Man 2 when we see, first see her. Yeah. You know, like, and that could be like, right, okay, well, we need you to go and, you know, meet up with Stark and that kind of thing. And that's kind of... Kind that of could be, be like, it's post-credits or something because like Because of how the... Like, it's not a case of... Scarlett Johansson doesn't look a lot different from she did in the first Avengers Absolutely or not. the Iron Man. So it could be one that if you were to do a prequel, you don't really need to do the age you know like thing like they did mm-hmm. with like say Kurt Russell or you know like uh, Michael Douglas at the start of Ant-Man or anything like but that I'd say, I, but I'd say, I would say if you put her in a similar hairstyle to what she had in Iron Man 2 yeah or something in that line back to the full blown redhead yeah you'd never tell the difference no you'd never tell the difference but it, I think it's something that they not that they need to do but with Captain Marvel coming out and being a female driven you know we haven't had a female driven Marvel movie. It is, it is weird to think that yeah. 10 years in, like. Yeah, but I think it's maybe the case of how popular Wonder Woman was, and you know, Wonder Woman was more popular than Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman, or probably even Justice League. That's probably been their most successful movie to yeah. date. Well, know, that's, like, that's again, it was kind of like what was said with Black Panther when it came out. It's basically open for, opening four days for Avengers beat Justice League's entire run. Yeah. That just shows you the key difference, for, and for then Wonder Woman to be the key pick out of that. Mm-hmm. To, I'm not going to say give Marvel a kick up the backside because they did have Captain Marvel planned. Yeah, but to finally maybe get them to have the kick up the backside to go right. Really, we should probably give our most established female in mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, her own movie. I'm all for it. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I wouldn't really mind if it was a prequel or if it was set in between, say, Winter Soldier and Civil War, whenever Cap goes off and she goes off to do her own thing. What does she do in that time Mm. frame? You know, does she go to Hawkeye or does she just go out by herself? But you don't need, you don't necessarily need, she's such a strong character, you don't need to rely on, you don't need to make it a Captain Marvel, or a Black Widow, sorry, and Hawkeye movie. You don't need it to be that. It could be like, a Black Widow movie, oh, but Hawkeye's here anyway. But yeah. he's just a little bit part. Like you he know. doesn't have to necessarily be a full part of it or anything like that. Like at the end of the day, you could have, say, the opening two and a bit acts of the movie be her going about doing her thing, mm-hmm. you know, doing her missions or whatever, involved with whatever they plan to do with that, and then you see that like you're saying, like that Bucharest sort of stuff, in that kind of like the finale. Yeah, of the movie where they finally kind of yeah. meet one another, and then you see the dynamic clicking back and forth, and their whole history starting. Yeah, at that point, yeah, cool, up for that. I'm amazed that it's been kind of so publicly made aware to us all that 
we've been looking at like 65 directors. But at the same time, it's good that they're doing that and they're not rushing into yeah. it. No pun intended. Now, I don't doubt that nearly every movie out there looks at this sort of number of directors. Yeah. But for it to be kind of put out there so much, it's maybe like you say, maybe Marvel are just being extra careful saying, here guys, you know, don't panic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taking this very seriously yeah. here. But yeah, they just need to do the if right If you're thing. going by Marvel's track record, you know, they're not going to steer us wrong. So, nope. But yeah. Cool. Next story then, over to me. And this is going to seem a lot of me dealing with facts and figures. No, well. This show. Uh, you actually mentioned it uh, when we were talking about Avengers, but that is God of War. Mm-hmm. Completed at Platinum. That job done. Thank you very much. Not to toot my own horn. Toot, toot. <laughs> but uh, God of War has proven to be one of the most beloved titles this year as far as reviews and player response go. This is from uh, Game Informer, by the way, folks. It looks like Kratos' latest adventure isn't hurting on the sales side either. Sony just revealed in a blog post that the game has sold over 3.1 million copies in its first three days, becoming the fastest selling PS4 exclusive. Now, you do have to take into account that PS4 is fairly on in its life cycle now. We're sort of in that, you're probably saying it's autumn years. Yeah. So you have such an established user base that feeds in to the sales figures. But I think this can't be actually really underplayed so much that it sold this many because God of War games in the past, now I didn't play them but I've seen footage of them they were very one track Yeah, they were very button mash, button mash, button mash very hack and slash kind of thing hit triangle, hit O, hit this, that sort of thing whereas Santa Monica Studios really seemed to take the sort of Naughty Dog, Uncharted, Last of Us route, and we're like, right, proper single-player game, which EA feels going out of fashion. Egypts. Um, proper story. Not going to say linear. God of War is... There's open world in it for bits and all, but it has that defined story and stuff. I really, really enjoyed it. But this just shows you how actually getting something right in an E3 trailer mm-hmm. and then the slow build for folks from when it's first revealed but it's making it better capitalizes. but it's matter, matter blah, it's making it better than the trailer mm-hmm. because the trailer whenever because I saw like a side by side thing and he showed the trailer and then it kind of panned across to the finished actual, product and it looked like so different because whenever you think of the likes of say Aliens Colonial Marines and how different the trailer was from the final product and the original Watch Dogs remember that yes. whole story yeah. uh-huh. and Splinter Cell yeah Splinter Cell he was like with his hood up going through the crowds and then it came out and it was nowhere like that so it's nice to see you know because whenever you look at some of the exclusives you know to PlayStation there has been good ones but it's been a while I think yeah. that this number will hold until The Last of Us 2 comes out Yeah. because The Last of Us 2 like God of War will be a console seller and because of the amount of good reviews that that got like nines and tens across the board yep. you know like and then people coming in to get that based on that yeah. but i think once e3 hits and if we get a date for last of us 2 because apparently it's finished play t- testing which right. means that it could be i didn't think it was that far on from what i've from what one of the guys from work said to me was that it finished play testing but see this is the thing is they could be pl- saying one thing online yeah. and then oh yeah go- totally 
and then go at E3, look, here's a whole playable level like they did yeah. with uh, Uncharted 4, Oof. which crapped its pants at the yeah. time, yeah. Uh, which famously spawned them actually putting a trophy into the game if you sat there for 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, I think you've completely nailed it. This this number will not get shaken until Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Last of Us 2, I feel, is the only game at this moment in time could remotely... Because Spider-Man is coming out, which is a PlayStation exclusive at the start of September. Yeah. But... I can't really see that doing a three million in cop- three days. You no, know, I mean if it's good, yeah. If it come out now, perhaps because mm. of the hype of Infinity War. But you're putting this off until the last quarter. Um, in three days, a million units a day. I don't. I, don't, I see Spider Man being popular. Yeah, but I don't see it hitting those sort of figures. No. Like it's a game I would be interested in trying. Even though I have some reservations with the amount of quick time events that have mm-hmm. been in footage and things like that, um, being able to swing around New York City yeah. in full PS4 glory is lovely. But yeah, I think one kind of final thing to say on God of War for me is exactly like you said, it's very rare that you get a game that you look at the footage from its E3 debut even, mm-hmm. and you look at the final product. And it's just as good, if not better. Yeah. Because you get so many examples of it with the likes of Watch Dogs, as we mentioned, that they're like, oh, look at this lovely stuff. Look, here's kind of uh, smoke coming up through the grates in the road. And here's rain droplets and this and that yeah. and other and light bouncing through the fog and all. And then you get to the real game and you're like, Mm-mm, this is this is <laughs> this is nowhere near as good. But it's when you put the footage side by side between God of War and it's E3 stuff like if anybody's seen the trailer for it, this isn't spoiling anything but you see the part where he throws the axe into the lake mm-hmm. and like the big serpent yeah. comes out of the water looks just as good here on your console than it does there that you're like how did they actually pull this off and I think part of that probably does come down to again us being at this sort of stage of the PlayStation's mm-hmm. life. Yeah. So it is. But. Uh, so did you watch the Greatest Royal Rumble? I watched the Greatest Rumble, yes. And what do you think of, obviously everyone's talking about Titus World Slide, we well, should say. Titus World Slide? Yeah. I mean, it comes to something whenever they put on this 50-man Royal Rumble and somebody tripping and falling under the ring is a highlight. The amount of issues to do with, like, Ginger Mahal, the, you know, like, selling... Oh. That, the Cena and Triple H match, which was... It was such a weird show. A lot of people have said that this almost seemed like a pre-season friendly in soccer, football. That's 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 a fair assessment, and it also goes down, to use proper wrestling terms, a glorified house show. Yeah. Uh, because no results were particularly out of the ordinary. Um, there was odd botches everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it was like you mentioned the Gender and Jeff Hardy match. Uh, there was of course the stuff in the rumble as well there was multiple things in the rumble as well Bobby Lashley near dropped Cass on his noggin oh yes um, yeah. because he couldn't get a delayed vertical suplex to stick and that sort of stuff Daniel Bryan's chest was an absolute flipping mess but yeah I don't think I've laughed as much watching wrestling in a long long time um, than just, watching Titus fall on his back just uh, face um, just while we're on that, because the reason why I wanted to kind of bring you on to that to do with um, this is from Sky Sports, to do with Triple H says his matter of when rather than if 
the United Kingdom will stage a WWE pay-per-view event. The company made a rare venture outside their traditional North American market for a major show in Saudi Arabia last Friday. I followed up with Backlash live on Sky Sports box office <laughs> before heading across the Atlantic for one of their two annual British tours. The presence of the WWE in the UK always reignites the conversation about the possibility of a major event in that region and Triple H, really and Paul Levesque, is positive that something will happen very soon. It, the event in Saudi Arabia, was an open opportunity for all markets outside the United States. He said, obviously the time frame of when we run things in the US doesn't work for a lot of markets and this gives us the chance to look at things in their time frames. That's especially the case in the UK where the desire is very high. We've attempted things in the past and as our technology improves, we can get things down to doing them in a reasonable manner and at that reasonable cost. Can we get there to WrestleMania? Sure, maybe over time we would take steps in that direction and those steps are probably other pay-per-views. Um, we do 560 live events a year. We do an average of nine to 10 live events a week. They're planned out a year, sometimes longer in advance. So it just says the time difference is long cited as a stumbling block to a British pay-per-view. America's five hours behind the UK, meaning a lunchtime start to a major event is what the, is for well. what is the vast majority. This might be slightly starting a rant early, okay. um, but I don't think that excuse flies anymore because of this event in Saudi Arabia. But Their it, time difference is longer than ours. Yeah, but it's a case <laughs> of with the likes of, say, over here, like they'll um, do the American football at like Wembley. Yeah. So if that's the case, and American football to extent is a lot more popular you know, over there, over in America than it is here. Mm -hmm. And they're able to still show that at whatever time. Like, I'm not saying we immediately need a WrestleMania over here. Give us a pay-per-view. You have always said, you've always said, and this is always something that I've said to people, is that obviously with this um, UK tournament, the... um, like the UK Championship, and yeah, the King so, of the Ring, yeah. Sort of but stuff. you have always said because we have a monarch that we should have a King of the Ring pay per view. Yeah. So why isn't that? You know the way we used to have Rebellion and Insurrection. Yeah. Why just have that as the UK pay per view? Why isn't the King of the Ring one just ours? You know, if you were to have do it the way it used to be done, where you had the brackets and then you know, like you progressed onto that. You had twelve wrestlers or whatever, and then you would go on, and then you would go like right, okay, then you go from twelve, then you go down, down, down. You know. Again, I think with Triple H, I was never the biggest Triple H fan over the years. Those that era of time on Monday Night Raw when Eric Bischoff was in charge, and it was just Triple H as your champion for forever. Oh God, um, him and Scott Steiner. That was. Oh. That was tearing your hair out sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But but as a guy running the company based on his current history with NXT Mm -hmm. and my enjoying of that product and the things he's done with it, bringing like war games back in, those sort of things. Yeah. I do believe what he says there, that it is only a matter of time Mm -hmm. until something happens here. He's doing it. He's doing technically a King of the Ring. Yeah, here he's actually already done it nearly if you think about it because there was the UK Championship Tournament last year which was done over two nights and then you got your champion at Mm -hmm. the end in Blackpool and then they're doing it again here next month where the first night is going to be the King of the Ring Tournament winner of that then goes on to the next night to face the champion Pete Dunne and then there's going to be other sort of highlight UK matches and NXT versus UK guys and stuff on the second night that sort of thing would be perfect over here. Yeah. Just 
give us something <laughs> because it is, as I say, the excuse does not fly anymore. You've went and taken the oil money or whatever. I'm going into real controversial territory here. Fake news. Um, off this kingdom of Saudi Arabia to put on shows there for like the next 10 years. There's already rumours that they're going back there in November potentially to do like oh, yeah, Survivor, Survivor Series, series or yeah. something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go and do two events in the space of six months in Saudi Arabia, both on your network, mm-hmm. then there's no excuses now not to do the UK. And that, you know, the argument can be made that the only reason you have done that yeah, Saudi Arabia show is for the money. Yeah. So, you know, the state of the UK nowadays they're not going to stump up the sort of money you'd be wanting no to kind of coax them over to do um, a big grandiose pay-per-view or whatever now yes they would have to bid properly for a Wrestlemania or whatever down the line that's kind of the done thing nowadays but yeah a show of some kind it can be worked out it's less time difference than the Saudi Arabia show I think what was it I think Saudi Arabia show was 12pm Eastern yeah and I like that 5 p.m. over here. Yeah. So it was so. The 4 p.m. for the pre-show was it? Yes. Yeah. 4 p.m. for the pre-show. So, if you think of it, even if they picked a time of the year, because I think one of their big arguments has always been about not doing a WrestleMania over here. Is yes, number one time difference, but because then that time difference, because WrestleMania is either the very last weekend of March, first weekend of. April, yeah, that falls smack bang in the American football season, and they don't want to line up directly with the American football. Give us a pay per view when the American football isn't on, or give us a pay per view whenever our time. You know, like sometimes the American clocks will go back, yeah, or go forwards, and then there's a four hour time difference instead of a five hour yeah. time difference. There's your you could line these too. things up. You could make it work. Because I'm sure a lot of American fans, I don't know, American listeners, if you're a wrestling fan, let us know what you would think about this. But if there wasn't some sort of big major sport on, be it baseball, be it American football, whatever, surely you guys wouldn't mind like a 2pm start to a pay-per-view on a Sunday on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's the sort of thing, if I was able to sit down and watch wrestling at 2pm on a Sunday, I'd be like, yeah, cool. If we were able to sit up and watch <laughs> WrestleMania at 1am in the morning, Yeah, you know, like till 4am, till 4am, if not longer. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, is that, you know... You being able to do it in the afternoon shouldn't be so bad. <laughs> yeah, it just means that you've got the evening for you to do whatever, but with the likes of the network now, and stuff like that, you know, like you can kind of, if you come home at three o'clock, you can stay off your phone, come in, watch it live from the start. Yeah. You know, you don't have to miss anything. It's not a case of you have to jump in where that is. You could just click on it, right? I'll watch it from the start instead of watching it from where it is yeah. now. I'll stay off my phone and then that way I can catch up. And then whenever it's finished, I'll be an hour behind. Stay off my phone. Because that's, that's what I have to say. It was such a pleasant thing. Now, yes, it maybe wasn't the most outstanding or amazing of shows. Um... I always enjoy a good rumble. Mm-hmm. That's that's never going to change. Um, it's amazing that we've actually had three pretty decent rumbles in the space of a couple of months. You were like, Hornswoggle, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Never actually officially eliminated. He went out through the middle rope and up towards the top. So technically it should be Braun Strowman versus Hornswoggle at Backlash, but you know, that's not going to happen. But yeah, it was nice. It was pleasant to be able to sit down at like 5pm on a Friday and actually watch a show and then have it over at a reasonable hour, even yeah. though it was five hours long. But yeah, it was cool for me. Um, but yeah, like I said, did not laugh as much in a long time at Titus O'Neil 
going flat on his mm-hmm. face because the cameras didn't even catch it the first time. Lucky boy though. Yeah, because if he had had the post, ray, the post is right there. But if they had had the LED, the, yeah, and then he would have been rush. He would. Although I think he would have been all right with that thick head of his. Did you see the footage of it without commentary? You can hear him go. No, oh, really? <laughs> she actually audibly makes a noise. Right, we've talked about that far, far too much. Uh, moving on then to Han Solo. A couple of things about Han Solo. Take Clue Cotton. <laughs> I'll get the facts and numbers out of the way here, first of all. Han Solo budget, four pounds. <laughs> but the tickets, of course, for Han Solo went on sale there on the 4th of May May the 4th be with everybody even though this isn't May the 4th it's a revenge of the 5th yeah um, not, when they, <laughs> not when they hear it anyway but just an interesting little thing that I wanted to throw in here first before we start talking about some other solo things um, ticket pre-sales then Black Panther mm-hmm. fairly successful movie had $202 million opening weekend that beat like near enough everything that opened before that yeah, hadn't it? pretty yeah. much currently according to Fandango Ticket pre ticket pre sales. I like what you did there. <laughs> ticket pre sales for Solo, a Star Wars story, are outpacing Black Panther two to one. Wow, that genuinely surprised me. That really surprises me. Like really surprises me. But you know what? This also shows you how not representative the I'm not going to say it the being and moaning um, of the general sort of. Moaners, doom and gloomers. Mm-hmm. That's not you, by the way. Of the Last Jedi, the really mad people saying you spoiled my Star Wars and nonsense like oh, that. I've, I've never say things like that. Um, on the Twitter, they are just such a major a majority, a minority yeah. of things that this amount of pre sales has happened. Now that's not turning around here and saying to you, folks, that uh, Solo is going to make four hundred and four million dollars in its opening weekend. This doesn't say that this is going to beat Avengers. All like, it's saying is that the tickets that have currently been getting sold mm-hmm. in this opening bracket since May the fourth have been outpacing it two to one. So it's showing good signs. So there is the potential that then it could have this sort of above two hundred million opening weekend, which I just was not expecting at all. I was expecting if you're lucky, maybe. Get kicking towards 140, 150 million. Um, but the fact that it's outpacing Black Panther on pre sales, outpacing Rogue One as well, is impressive. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what it actually follows through with come then. But moving on to the key point, I don't know whether you have been, have you been watching any of the additional TV spots that have been coming no. out? No, the trailers have kind of just done it for me. And once, if I see a TV spot on Twitter or whatever, and I accidentally click on it, fine. But it's not something that I go. You're not going and actively for seeking no. them out or no. whatever. Well, this is kind of what I want to mention here, and I'm getting fed up with the sheer number I'm seeing on my YouTube feed. It seems like every single day I log on to YouTube now, there's a new 30 second hand solo TV spot, and it's really annoying me. Um, they put up a, and I didn't think it was, it was going to be something really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put up onto the Star Wars YouTube channel. It says like it's what was it titled? Something like Solo: A Star Wars Story, three hundred and sixty degrees VR experience or whatever like that. And I thought oh, it was going to be something random, you know, like CGI or yeah. whatever specifically made for this YouTube video. Log on and watch it. It's a three D camera. 
in the middle of the table that you see in the trailers of them doing the betting, mm-hmm. playing, you know, obviously what's the sabak game yeah. and stuff like that. And <laughs> they just drop the flipping bombshell <laughs> of a line. I'm not going to say it. Okay. But I was just like, you seriously just dropped that here in this video? Just in a random 360 degree video? You know, just confirming what everybody's been thinking is going to happen in this movie. And you're just like, ugh. Uh, and then, no, I didn't mind this one. There was a, they gave you kind of a, this was a clip that Ron Hard took to like Jimmy Kimmel or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was a slightly extended clip of what you see in the trailer of, you know, oh, you're 190 years old, you look great, that yeah. sort of stuff. And it shows you kind of what leads up to Chewie ending up in the co-pilot seat. Okay. Lovely, nice wee thing. But there is a ridiculous amount of these hitting now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just properly, completely just cutting it off now. Because the way they're going, you're not going to need to go to the cinema. Yeah, you might as well just to piece all these movie. together. Because you're not going to... All you're going to see is the important stuff. Yeah. In these trailers. So you are... so. I just needed a wee rant there. Okay, well, have you finished with your rant? Because this is where my rant kicks in. Yeah, I let your rant kick in. Okay, right. Uh, if I click on that then. Uh, where are we? Here we go. Okay. So, obviously, we've had a discussion before to do with the long-anticipated Masters of the Universe film. Yeah. Right. So, this is... Uh, More drama! Oh, well, wait till you hear. This was sent to me from Mike. Now, this was available in video form, but I now this will take me a while to read this, so bear with I'll me. Sit, I'll sit back here for you. You do that. New reports regarding the upcoming Master of the Universe movie indicate that the story will cling more closely to the mythology of the original source material than an infamously awful 1987 film adaptation. At the very least, the film's plot will save both the warrior He-Man and the evil sorcerer Skeletor, leading teams of characters taken from the classic toy line. That's fine. First introduced in the early 1980s as Mattel's answer to the popularity of the Star Wars toys created by Kenner, Master of the Universe would become a cultural phenomenon phenomenon in its own right inspiring both an animated series and comic books based on the toy line set on the magic world of Eternia the series mixed elements of fantasy and science fiction as the forces of good and evil fought over control of the planet and the secrets of Castle Grayskull that's all fine Though the series uh, continued to be popular among toy collectors over the following decades and saw several attempts at a reboot, not really several attempts, it mainly had one, including a newly animated series in 2002 and numerous comic book adaptations, the series never regained the popularity it once held. Hopes are high for a new live-action film might reinvigorate the franchise, but pre-production on the movie has been troubled, despite the film boasting a script by David Goyer, screenwriter of the Blade trilogy and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movies. That hashtag show discovered some details regarding the screenplay, which were revealed in a video that can be viewed here which we can't see here. The most shocking revelation regarding the story is that it changes the continuity. Ah, that's the word. Of the original series, which said that Skeletor was once Keldor, brother of King Randor, and uncle of Prince Adam, the secret identity of He-Man, the new movie will reportedly depict Keldor and Adam as brothers, sons of Randor, and the last line of Greyskull. Basically, Greyskull was before He-Man. So, 
Despite us hearing similar info when verifying, Sony tells us this information is not accurate. Right, okay. So, right, that must just be new then that they've added it. That they've added this in because they basically said that... Oh, they've basically taken all this away. All the juicy stuff away? Yeah, apart from the change, the story will largely stick to... Uh, oh yeah, so it was saying about characters that you're going to have, you know, like Skeletor, King Randor, Prince Adam becoming He-Man. The video confirms that the Heroes team will include the warrior woman Tila, her adoptive father Man-at-Arms, the Birdman Stratos, comical wizard Orko, and a man named Zodak, who is described as Eternia's Minister of Technology, which is weird. Skeletor, Skeletor's team will consist of the sorcerer's evil in the cyborg Trapjaw and that furry fool Beastman who will be reimagined as a shapeshifter who can become any animal rather than a wolfman who can t- control animals telepathically. Um, there was other stuff that was there but obviously because they say that Sony said this information is not accurate I should have actually read that beforehand. But Chris, just tell me, is there going to be a heroic water blaster? The nice spite will not be in it. I'm not interested and I'm sorry blaster man of many faces can I just can I just ask something I don't know whether this may be part of your rant or whatever but why can't a bad guy just be a bad guy why can't why why can't Skeletor just be a bad guy and why does he need to be his brother if he was his (laughs) uncle then that's fine you know because in the 2002 one we had Keldor and Randor going at it and then Skeletor or Keldor throws some um, like some uh, acid and Randor blocks over the shield and then that falls in his face and hence why he becomes Skeletor. I don't know why they're going around the brother route but I really don't understand that if they were to turn Beastman into something that he's not. You know, keep that... It's basically like, here is here is all the mythos and here's everything and they've went, right, uh, right, okay, so Shira is a woman. Okay, we're going to make her kid okay and with man at arms what we're going to do is we're going to make him older and we're going to make him with a walking frame or something like that it's almost like you've got this here like so there's like back to the future we're back to the future t-shirt okay mm-hmm. and somebody's come along and went we're going to make a new back to the future movie okay right and it's going to be based in the original well, yeah right so what are the time traveling oh no they don't time travel <laughs> they don't time travel they stay in the same thing they basically go around blocks in the DeLorean but the DeLorean doesn't work that well it's just like a it's like a kid's uh, motorized car or something stupid like that that's what Mike was saying to me it's like why don't they stick to the original stuff you know why don't they you stick to that because there was such an established backstory yeah to it all fair enough not everyone knows about it but that's like with the 1980s because that's, that's the thing is I am not a human guy. I didn't grow up with it. I didn't buy the toys. You're the guy that is involved with everything He-Man. But I pretty much got a good education of it through knowing you. But also that uh, program on Netflix is kind of the toys we grew up with. That the sort toys of thing. That made us, yeah. And them explaining why these backstories had to be created. Because they went and they were trying to sell the toys and yeah. stuff like that to the stores. And they were like, is that all you've got? And like, oh, and it'll come with a comic. Mm-hmm telling you about the characters and the yeah. stuff that happens so they had to go and actually think mm-hmm. all this backstory up But then, so why it, not use it it's the same way in the the He-Man movie the one with Dolph Lundgren you have this magical world of Eternia and you and, go to Earth and you go to Earth and you're like what? 
And you go like, you know, friggin' Strickland from Back to the Future, he was in it. And then, you know, Courtney Cox. But then you don't have, you have basically, one, two, three, four. You have like five odd characters. You have Skeletor, He-Man, Tila, Man-at-Arms, uh, Sorceress, and then, say, Beastman. Um, it wasn't really Beastman, it was terrible. Looking. <laughs> but you have those, and you have this big world that you could basically do anything in. And then you go to Earth, and you're like, "I need KFC." Yeah, eat chicken. I, I, I don't know. Just like whenever I read that, because Mike had showed me that, and then they were talking about like, obviously in the animation and in the, um, car and the comics, Man at Arms is more like of a mentor, like a, um, a father figure to Adam. Whereas they said that that would be Zodak. Whereas Zodak is like a cosmic enforcer who like watches over everything mm. rather than. The master of technology because that's man at arms so again you've went right we're going to move that stuff to him and what about him we'll sort him out after you know man at arms will be like so basically what they want is they want their cake and eat it by having all the information associated with a couple of characters but they're going to keep that boy in it because he has name value but he's not going to really do much pretty much yeah because they've <laughs> said that they're going to put orco in it which I'm worried about because I'm, that, that could fall flat. I'm face. worried to see how that interacts. You know, like if you have if you have He-Man, you need to have Battle Cat. Yeah, but you need to have a Battle Cat that doesn't talk. Yeah, because again, that takes away because it's the same thing. You would say, well, if they did a Thundercats movie, could they really have Snark? Snarf, <laughs> sorry. The, hmm. Oh yeah, they'll have Snark from friggin' the Flash. Um, I don't know, that's probably what they probably would do because he's a part of them, you know. Whereas Battle Cat is the only real animal that talks, mm. you know. So obviously they've got like a Shira um, cartoon coming out on Netflix, but it's changed the title of that. So instead of being called Shira Princess of Power, it's called Shira and the Princesses of Power, which is a bit of a mouthful because I had actually paused to think about that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like again here's another thing and then people are freaking out by the title of it and all this so I don't know it's again it's a movie that I don't hold out much hope for because if they do bring it out they're bringing it out December 2019 which will mean that it'll go up against episode 9 of Star Wars I would say for them to get this out for December 2019 at this stage is really starting to push it. Yeah, because you haven't got any casting. You've lost a director because he went on to do that Krypton, which I've mm. never watched running. Filmed here. Yeah, and then you've got, you haven't got any casting and you've got like a script which will probably be either thrown out or there'll be something to do. Which you, need, you need at least a year and a half to get a film filmed, edited and in the cinema. And we know what and Sony... And here we are, we're in May. And we've talked about Sony before and how badly they can affect things unless they hire Ron Howard as director of this movie and happening by December 2019 no it's not and I won't believe that this movie is coming out until I see a trailer until yeah. I see a script or I see somebody has been like like whenever they were making the Power Rangers movie and they did the posters and I'm like Elizabeth Banks is Rita Repulsa and people are like that's not Rita Repulsa because Rita Repulsa doesn't look like that in the original Power Rangers <laughs> like yes but they've moved on from that they're doing that so I know He-Man is going to look probably radically different than what I picture in my head of yeah. him looking like. Orko, all the characters will have some resemblance of what they look like. If Man at Orange doesn't have a moustache, something's wrong. 
If Orko isn't floating, something's wrong. If Battlecat isn't a tiger, something's wrong. You know, like you have these things that people, if you say to him about He-Man, but, oh, he's a muscly guy. So if you have somebody who doesn't have muscly arms or whatever, muscly arms. But, <laughs> I knew that was gonna come. but you need you need to make sure that you you please these fans, but they also have these people who are coming into it. Because like in July time, we have new comics coming out, which is Injustice versus He-Man and Masters Universe. So that's something different because we've had Thundercats versus them. So... I don't know. It's, again, this has been a film that's been touted for many, many years. And, and like James E. Talk says, until I see a trailer or I see who's been cast at it, I don't believe that this movie is going to happen ever. Better? I feel better, but I feel more I feel more angry now. <laughs> you could probably go on for a while. I yeah, probably could do, yeah. Shall we move on to something a wee bit happier and more positive before we then we rant again? Yeah, okay. So... Uh, this week, the latest trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp hit the internet. Perfectly timed, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, after the big opening weekend yeah. for Avengers. Why didn't you bring it out earlier and tie it into the start of the Avengers movie with the trailer? Where everybody's like, where are they? Yeah, why are they not here? What trailer would he have? The original solo trailer? And I, I still can't remember what that other trailer that, was. That, that is one thing. Speaking back to our experience, our cinema is terrible for having up-to-date trailers. They will have... They had the original solo trailer, and they had... What was it else did they have the original trailer for? Venom? So oh, yes, was, that's what it was, because I remember you go... The one, the one yeah, with Tom right. Hardy just... Yeah, that's you right. in the trailer. That's right. Uh, but oh, yeah, God. I really enjoyed this trailer. I don't know about you because I haven't. I messaged you. I met no, not Venom, <laughs> Ant Man. Yes. I messaged you say, "Oh, the new trailer is out for Ant Man." You're like, "Oh, I'll watch it later." And then I just was like, "I'm not going to ask him what he thought of it. I'm going to save it for the show." Okay. What did you think? I enjoyed it. Um, it was very again with like Ant Man. It was very humorous. Yes. Um, I don't know what it was, but Paul Rudd doesn't look well in it. To me, there was, but whenever he's sitting down and he's talking to Lawrence Fishburne and going like, "Yeah, I could go to this," and go like, you know, sixty-two feet, and we're like, "Really?" Well, I think that can be explained away. Is that I think in this movie they're pretty much on the run. Yeah, and that again, kind of, not to be too spoiler heavy on the Avengers front, but that is slightly hinted at that him and Hawkeye aren't there because the fallout from Civil War mm-hmm. kind of weighed heavy on their families and stuff. So. Yeah. I think that's part of what we'll see explored here in the Ant-Man movie, that they're kind of on the run again because he started being Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of is feeling the stress and the strain from that. Now, maybe just kind of head canoning things with that. Yeah. But that's maybe my opinion. Um, I'll mention probably the first scene I really enjoyed was when the wee girl says, you need a partner, and then you see the kind of the shot of Wasp in the car. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, hello there. Just up, down, round, out the window, yeah. round, bang, in the front. Very Deadpool, I thought. Yes, yeah, because of the people in the back, yeah. Yeah, I just felt it was very, very Deadpool. Uh, any particular scenes jumping out for you? I love the way the car shrunk down and then went under the car and then the grew, the grew up. And, got, and your man's going like, oh, we were small, and then we went under the car, and then we grew up again, and then the car went. And then you're just like, all oh, right, well, we're going to die, you know, we're not yeah. going to die, yeah. that sort of um, thing. I really enjoyed the music. I thought a lot the of people said really a lot good. of people said that, but I think somebody said that to me is like, "Oh, the music at the start," but 
sometimes whenever people say that you're like all oh, right and then you expect something and like, that's not what i expected at all but i think the music worked well because obviously it's it takes two by yeah. rob bass um by who rob bass all right <laughs> <laughs> not that rob bass all oh, right Bace. okay um but i thought it worked because you know it's just to play on the fact that there's two of them yeah. working together now um it's funny that a lot of the scenes i liked involved the wasp Mm-hmm. which is probably what they're going for really is yeah. like oh look you know here she is she's, she's now getting her moment because mm-hmm. that was probably some people's minor complaint about the first time and I was like well she's the she's meant to be the wasp but you know come on you yeah. know let her, it, let her do the stuff it's called Ant-Man you know at the time anyway uh, the salt shaker where she thwacks the salt shaker and it goes flying across the room and she makes it big and the boy goes oh yes right yeah like sprocks the door doesn't it bangs face yeah. first yeah. into yeah. it yeah um little interesting fact I went and had a read up on this uh, we see our first proper good glimpse of the face at least of our villain yes the actress mm-hmm. right hasn't done many major I'm going to say hasn't done many major movies she hasn't done many movies okay. full stop but in those four or five major movies that she's been in what was her first major movie Chris Force Awakens oh god Bit part, but yeah. still, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Uh, second major movie? Wonder Woman? Ready Player One. Okay. So Spielberg. Okay. Uh, she's also been in an episode of Game of Thrones. Right. And she's now in a Marvel movie as the villain. Just ticking all the boxes across. So them. in like your first four or five major movie appearances, yeah. you've done Star Wars, you've worked with Spielberg, and you're now in Marvel, and you've done Game of Thrones. So you've been involved with probably three of the biggest kind of intellectual properties in entertainment yep pretty much yeah not, not bad going not <laughs> no. bad going um, I think that's she's going to be an interesting character the whole phasing in and out yeah and she seems to be playing into the quantum quant, quantum yeah quantum realm um, which again is probably going to equally play in part to uh, the original wasp mm-hmm. which some folk are thinking you actually see in this trailer that one of the shots. Okay. And you see, like, the double team shot. Is Michelle Pfeiffer plays her? Or? Michelle Pfeiffer, yes. Okay. Catwoman herself. So she's okay. going to be I always DC get her. I don't know what it is, but see the two of them, I always... Her and Kim Basinger, I, they always look alike to me. They're two that I always got mixed up. That's blondest. Same with uh, Burt Reynolds and... Oh, God. What's the other one? Robert Redford, no? No. Oh. It was maybe Tom Selleck. Kurt Russell, no? It was maybe Tom Selleck whenever I was younger. I used to get him and Burt Reynolds mixed <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, I already mentioned the music. I think the thing that got me laughing the most, bar Michael Pena in this, because Michael Pena has a couple of zingers in this, like so he does. They seem to be running a, a security firm, because if you see in the back of the oh, shots, yeah, uh-huh. there's like, you know, security key yeah. pads and stuff. How can we help you? Um, remember the time we robbed you? <laughs> um, the You Go Low, I Go High. Yeah. It's like, why would I go low? I have wings. <laughs> I thought that was good. Um, it seems like the apartment block's going to be a big part of it. Not the apartment block, like the office building. Okay. Because we saw that in the first trailer. And yeah. then you see like Michael Pena absolutely diving for his life when it like expands in a random spot. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited for this. I'm not going to say I'm doing backflips yet because we're kind of just so closely departed from 
Avengers. Yeah, but we're going to be even further departed. Yeah, that's probably the best segue. I'll let you explain this part before yeah, because I slip my lid. Whenever Alan and I went to the cinema, I was thinking, you know, like I saw a poster outside the Max screening, um, and it said Ant-Man and Wasp, and it said in the corner August 3rd. And I was like, the poster's not up to date. And then, because we were meant to get it in July, you know, like the... Like everybody else? Yes, but for some reason, due to the World Cup, uh, that we're not getting it now till August 3rd, so... Everybody's getting it on the 6th of July, we're getting it on the 3rd of August. Yeah, so it's going to be basically like, we're going to be a month behind. This is something... This isn't as bad as whenever Alan really wanted to see Wreck-It Ralph. And it oh. was, what, what three or four months before we the got ri- it? The original Wreck-It Ralph came out for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The year it came out, and we didn't get it to February. And I am sitting here still worried for Wreck-It Ralph 2 that the exact same is going to happen. Because it's, it's timed as well this year for release for Thanksgiving. Oh, so that just gives me the absolute shakes, thinking I'm not going to get to see Wreck-It Ralph 2 to February. But... The fact, you can hear it in my voice, folks, (laughs) the fact that it only appears at this moment in time to be the UK. Oh, no, it it is, because I actually, while while we were talking about this, I'll actually look up while we're here. So, But it's um, the fact that it only appears to be the UK has had its release date of Ant-Man moved to August with the excuse of the World Cup right, so is nuts. Finland, Norway, Philippines, Sweden, United Arab Emirates, um, 4th of July, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Denmark, Greece, New Zealand, Quedar, Russia, Singapore, Slovakia, Bulgaria, 5th of July, couple other places, United States, 6th of July, France, Netherlands, Spain, Germany, 18th, 20th, 26th of July, United Kingdom, 3rd of August, Italy, 14th of August, and Japan, 31st of August. Did you get so Russia? Russia are the 5th of July, so they're, so they're, Russia actually gets it before the Let US me day. just say, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not soccer people, if you're not football people, the World Cup this year is in Russia, yet Russia are getting it at the start of July. Mm-hmm. The country... That is hosting yeah. the World Cup, which has the most likely amount of people that will be locally attending the World Cup. Yeah. Yet it's okay to release the movie when it's expected to be released normally and originally, uh, and that won't impact the box office or anything like that. It's only the UK, because of course the UK is the home of football and soccer, and of course everybody's going to be far too glued to their TVs or whatever watching the footy to be able to spare an evening over a weekend to go and see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I genuinely, I hope it happens. I could see it happening. I could see it get moved. Yeah, because, you know, there's no way that the UK can stay away from spoilers. You know, like, people still... For a month. People still post, you know, like, a week later to do with Infinity War and say, like, don't push your spoilers, you know, Thanos demands your silence, you know, like, and that's fine, but a month, to be honest with you, we'll probably get, like, some version of it online from the US, you know, like, available in some kind of streaming service, and that's really going to affect the sales of that, 
Because are you really going to be bothered to go and see a film that you may have spoiled for you anyway? Yeah. Ant-Man is one of, was my second favourite Marvel movie. And my top five. Yeah, and it's one that I never went to see in the cinema and I was looking forward to seeing that and just whenever I saw that poster and I said to you, for some reason that says 3rd of August, I don't think that's right. I don't, and I don't think at the time it had really dawned on me no. that you'd said 3rd of August because I, I knew it was meant to be only a couple of months after Avengers. But it is the simple fact that it's only the UK. Now, yes, I hear you Americans shouting at me down through the podcast feed saying, oh, but sure, you usually get the stuff a week earlier than us anyway. A week. A week. Um, But even then, it's usually you find that the American date gets moved up a couple of days and it's only maybe two or three days at the max. Yeah. Between them, it happened with Avengers. We were due to get Avengers a week, and they smartly mm-hmm. moved everything together. I could see there being a substantial enough s storm uh, flying about the web that this could get moved. I don't see their logic. Like you say, I I could see this actually impact them worse. Yeah. Than releasing it during the yeah. World Cup. It will hurt themselves. Will will they? Because there will be an amount of people now. I don't think. There's going to be anything as spoiler worthy as an Avengers Infinity War. Oh Lord, no, no. But there's still going to be stuff is going to creep into our Twitter feeds because it's just not going to be avoidable. It's what we're interested in. It's what you're interested in. Anybody yeah. here listening, you're interested in this information. You're not going to want to unfollow or mute all your favorite Twitter feeds that you follow and news sites and movie sites and YouTube channels and all that sort of stuff for an entire month. No. Just to avoid spoilers. For a week it's doable, but for a month, no. Just for a month, it's not on at all. It needs to be changed. I'm sitting here screaming like a spoiled <laughs> child almost. Um, I could have accepted maybe a slight delay. Yeah. I could see their argument if it wasn't just the UK. Like Brazil, huge footballing country. Mm-hmm. Argentina, huge football country. Sweden, huge football country. All these countries are getting them this movie, when it is originally meant to be released. Do not get reasoning at all. Even if there maybe been a week's delay, because I think when this is due to come out, sort of this sort of July 4th, 5th, 6th time period, we're only, I think we're floating around, from what I remember hearing, sort of around the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Mm -hmm. So you're only going to be talking maybe a week, week and a half more past this date to the finals. So if you felt so strongly that the UK's viewing is going to be impacted, I don't see the need for the month. No. A week, maybe. Because the thing is, here's a big argument, and here's the, you, we're from Northern Ireland, haha, English people. England are probably going to get knocked out of the World Cup, either in the group stage or the quarterfinals. And plus the fact that I was actually checking there to see if it says when it was released in Ireland. But they seem to classify Ireland as part of the UK. Oh, I, I thought that. I thought I hadn't actually took the time to go and look no um, just whenever you were saying see to be brutally honest I probably would have went <laughs> to like Dundalk or something like that to see it at some point you know if it was possible but that wouldn't it wouldn't shock me that they're counting uh, Ireland as part of the UK as well because that's slight ignorance as well yeah from their part um but yeah um it's not going to matter because England will be out of the World Cup sorry English listeners no harsh feelings, but you know it's true as well. <laughs> it's not coming home. But yeah, just... Why? 
single-handedly just going, ah, oh, UK, they're football people. They won't go and see our movie. I'm sorry. There are plenty of ours. There's plenty of ours. There's plenty of ours in the day. Yeah. Over a weekend, even. Yes, there's going to be plenty of football going on, but the most of the group stage, three matches a day or whatever, is going to be out of the way in June. We're going to be down to the quarterfinals, semi-finals, final in July. So there's not going to be that kind of concrete wall-to-wall football matches on your TV. I can spare the time to go see a Marvel movie, folks. Not everyone's football fans either. This is also true. You know, it's just, you know, that, I'm not going to say ignorance, (laughs) but picture in people's heads that, Oh, the English and the Scottish and the <laughs> Scottish you know, and football fans and the Welsh and the people from Northern Ireland and Ireland and all that sort of stuff. Oh, they're all footy people. Yeah, they'll they'll not be doing anything else. They'll not be working. They'll not be doing anything else. It's hundred hundred percent football. Yeah, my rant complete. Okay. I think we'll leave it there for this episode then. So yes, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the rants. Yeah, uh, episode one hundred and rant as Chris <laughs> yeah. called it. Episode one hundred and three. Thank you all very much for listening. Feel free to get in touch on Twitter's at RetroShockPod. Well done. Yay. Remember this time? I nearly went to say it, but I remembered it at the last <laughs> second. Uh, you can get me at Alan GW Price. You can get him at Vinto316. Um, yeah, if there's anything you want covered in future news episodes, get them tweeted into us ahead of time and we'll see about putting them on the rundown. But next week, going to be Blade. Yes. So we'll be getting our uh, samurai swords sharpened. I do actually have a blade replica sword, but we'll do talk you? about that more okay. in next week's episode. Thank you all for listening, everyone. Catch you next week. Bye. <laughs>